Our guest today is keyboardist and guitarist and founder of one of the newest and most exciting prog bands to come out in recent years called Haken. I'd like to welcome Richard Henschel to the show. Thanks for speaking with me today, Rich. Hello. Nice to meet you. You too as well. Um, so I guess Happy New Year and, and post-Happy Holidays, what'd you end up doing over the holiday season and New Year's and everything? Yeah, well, I spent uh, Christmas with my family and my wife and, um, you know, we just had quite a, a relaxed time. Uh, a lot of a lot of wine, and mulled wine was drunk. Um, yeah, then on New Year's Eve, I actually went to a 1940s inspired night, which was which was a lot of fun. Oh, and, um, cool! Yeah, so and then also I've been working on some new music for the for the next album, um, trying to make most of of the time off from work. So yeah, it's been a very productive time. Very cool. And so uh, you guys are on a little bit of a break, uh, you know, just for the holidays, or you know, before some more shows kick off. Yeah, we've actually got a few shows booked up in in April, actually, of this year. Right. Um, so until then, we've got we've all got day jobs, so we're going to have to go back to work, and um, you know, like earn some money, and then go back <laughs> on tour. And also, we've got the the cruise tour coming up in February. Yes, uh, which is not too far away. So we're preparing like crazy for that. Yeah, we'll get to that as well. And that's a big topic with everyone we really speak to. It's kind of the, the big event. And, um, yeah. you know, we're making our preparations for being there as well. So looking forward oh, to it. Brilliant. It'd be great to meet you there. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually right near, you know, we're in Florida. So oh, for, for, for me, it's easy. For you guys, not so much. But yeah, not, not so easy for yeah. us. We've got a <laughs> right. journey. So, you know, I want to go back uh, just a little bit to the beginning, if we can, because I feel like this was a breakout year for you guys with the the release of the mountain and all the press and and success for the record and maybe that was the first time uh, a lot of fans got to know the band so uh you know just give us a quick background on how the band got together and and i know you had a a part in in forming it so how did that happen well actually ross and i um have known each other since primary school so you know we've known each other for a good 20 24 years now so it's a long long time and um, we, we decided when we were in our teens to form form a band along with our friend Matthew Marshall, who um, who's no longer in the band. But we, you know, we've decided to form this band, being inspired by groups like Dream Theater, Pain of Salvation, and uh, Pink Floyd. You know, all the prog classics. Right. And um, so yeah, we decided to form it. But we we obviously wanted to you know go and study, go to university first. So we decided to go to uni, and then come back in three years' time. And then look for the remaining members. Uh, so that's basically what we did. Um, and we found Ray and Peter Jones, who's no longer in the band, who's the old keyboard player, right. and Tom McLean online. And um, then with this lineup, we, we basically recorded our demo. And shortly after that, Matt and Pete left uh, to pursue other careers and their studies, basically. Right. Um, and that's, that's when we found Diego and Charlie. And with that lineup, we recorded the last three albums, and that's where we are today. Very cool. And and now you guys find yourself in the middle of needing to find another member because Tom, uh, the bassist, uh, was, was leaving the band. And you're doing something really cool, which is doing the search sort of online on Facebook and everything. So how's that going? Yeah, obviously it goes without saying that Tom leaving was a massive blow for us. Yeah, and We just re- released our third album and everything's going great. Um, but he obviously had to pursue his own path and um, yeah, we fully respect that. But um, it's obviously a massive blow and it's very sad for us because, mm-hmm. you know, we like to see him like a brother. You know, we've 
been playing together for six years or so. Right. But um, but we want to be positive and you know look forward to the future. And um, so yeah, like you say, we we decided to you know host a kind of a video audition um, online. So we wanted to make the most of you know the means that we had. And we had quite a few applicants actually, about forty or so. And the standard was very good, so it was quite tricky to pick the, the few that we wanted to invite to London. Uh, but we, we did manage to shortlist it down to about six or so. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so we're going to be hosting a live audition in February. So hopefully, if all goes according to plan, we should have a, a new member in, in about a month or so. Oh, very cool. And, and would that member, I guess maybe their first gig would be the cruise, or would that be after? Well, actually, we've got a good friend of ours from the band Headspace, which you might be aware of, um, called Pete Rinaldi. Uh-huh. Do you know, you know the band? He's actually the guitarist in Headspace. And okay. They're a crazy, right. crazily band. But he's going to um, stand in for us and play the bass with us. So it should be a lot of fun. He's a great guy. Yeah, perfect. And, it, you know, it's not easy stuff to learn with, with this type of music. Whenever you need to replace somebody, you know, you got to have your chops with you to learn any of this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Well, Pete's a, he's a very proficient guitarist, so he kind of somehow learned it all in about two weeks, which I don't under, I don't fully understand how he did it, but uh, right. somehow he did. And we've actually played a show with him already, and he, he completely nailed it. So awesome! He's bang on it. And all the guys that have um, auditioned so far, they've done it. They've done an amazing job with um, auditioning. So there's some you know real talent out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, speaking about the mountain, which was the the CD that came out last year, uh, the follow up to Visions, which was a big success for you guys as well. And when you went into the studio to make that third album, uh, you know what was the feeling in the band on on how to approach it and what direction to take before you guys got started. Well, we the first thing we wanted to do was was not necessarily make it. A concept-based narrative uh, following through the album. Uh, we wanted each song to have its own flavor, and we basically wanted to write about you know personal issues and experiences that we've that we've had, which would ultimately make the album a bit more relatable for the fans. Um, but musically, um, we tried not to force it. Really, we just kind of went with the flow and let things grow organically, um, which I think is the best way to create you know honest music. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, we kind of worked with the same methods as before. I um, I wrote all the, the music and then sent it to the rest of the guys. And then we kind of rehearsed it and tweaked around the arrangements um, in the rehearsal room and then just recorded it. But there was one track which was slightly different on this album, which was uh, Diego's uh, As Death Embraces, which he solely wrote. And it's uh, kind of like an emotional yeah. piano um, vocal ballad, which uh, adds another dimension to our sound, I think. There's a few different sounds incorporated in this album, and the one song that stuck out to me was um, Because It's There, which I thought was very much sort of a centerpiece for the album with that theme, uh, you know, kind of in the beginning, uh, in the path, and in some other sections on the album. It kind of ties it all together, even though it's not intentionally a concept record. Was that a goal? Was that one of the first songs written? had that come about it was basically um it wasn't actually the first one that was written and it wasn't originally intended to be on the album i just had it you know floating around and um i remember ross came around my house one day and uh, i decided to play him the song and he you know he really liked it so i thought okay i'll send it to the rest of the guys and um they all really uh, digged it as well and so we decided to kind of open the album with it which was you know quite a bold thing to do um 
considering most people consider us a, a metal band. Right. So we did that, and then Ray kind of took the arrangement, the piano vocal arrangement, and he created this amazing um, kind of vocal arrangement of it, which is uh, which opens because it's there, and it turned out to be you know one of my favourite sections on the album. But um, yeah, I think that song as a whole. It's got a lot of influences, like you say. There's a bit of square pusher going on there with the glitchy drums. Right. And um, yeah, I think we tried to not not hold back really, just let let the influences come through, and uh, not force anything in any direction. That's a song that is progressive, but in the, in more of a modern way. I feel like with like you're saying with the drum loops and the vocal harmonies and and uh, the song structure and it brings it it, it it brings the band and what you guys do to very, a very modern sound which I thought was something that helped it stand out a lot yeah I think a lot of people have said that you know Haken is where like the old classic prog and the new prog meet and um, I think that's something we've really perhaps emphasized without meaning to do it on yeah. this album yeah, and, um, for sure. yeah and I think that's a good example of it and um, yeah I think that's something we'll explore in the future and you know, explore those different avenues, but um, we def we definitely don't really want to let go of our traditional roots of you know bands like Gentle Giant and Yes and Pink Floyd. Sure, but uh, we obviously want to you know explore and be open to new ideas. So when you started the band, uh, it, it was a bit um, a lot more direct uh, from the Dream Theory influence and that, and now you've sort of evolved. So is has the music evolved in the way that you envisioned it, or? you see it as sort of a different band than when it first started. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, back in the day, um, when our compositional skills weren't so developed, um, you can definitely hear our influences very clearly. And Dream Theater is obviously one of our massive influences. Um, we've, we've grown up listening to those guys, so you know we've got massive respect for their yeah. music. Um, but um, it's really it's quite hard to envisage how your music is going to sound in the future. And we try not to be too conscious of it and you know, just let it flow naturally and see where it takes us. But um, I guess our music, like every other band's music, is a reflection of what we've been listening to um, around the time. And um, we've been listening to bands like Gentle Giant, Deer Hunter, stuff like that. And I guess you know, their influence can be heard on the mountain. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I wanted to ask you, which I just remembered about uh, the video for Cockroach King, which, yeah. uh, you know, extremely clever and funny and just awesome. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, you know, whose idea was that? And, uh, you know, how long was, was the filming of that? And were you guys controlling the your personal, I guess, puppet uh, during the video? No, all good questions. But um originally Cockroach King wasn't um, meant to be a video so we were going to release In Memoriam as a, as a video um, but Charlie came up with the ingenious idea to you know create these puppets in the style of um, Jim Henson and obviously Queen being his favourite band there's an obviously, obvious tip of the hat to the Bohemian sure. Rhapsody um, Muppets video um, so it's all Charlie's idea basically and he, he took it upon himself to create these puppets out of um, sponge footballs, I think is that's how he made them. I think <laughs> really, that's I yeah. So I can't believe he did that, and um, <laughs> he done such such an amazing job, and he made it look so professional. And it was all an in-house job, really. So so Ross filmed it, and Charlie and Pete Renardi, who I mentioned earlier, and Charlie's brother were all kind of puppeteering the puppets. <laughs> and um, yeah, so in terms of budget, we kept it very low. 
but uh, the end product I think is fairly professional and it's, like I say it's a big it's a lot of fun to make and a lot of fun to watch yeah it's hard to make a video these days that stands out and is something memorable and I, you certainly accomplished it with that and the song just fits so perfectly with it that it's it's a, yeah, it exactly. really works great that kind of that whole song is a, like a bit of a tip of the hat to Gentle Giant and um we always wanted to focus that down the tongue-in-cheek um, right. way of writing, and it wasn't. It's was always going to be quite a light-hearted song, um, which is obviously quite fun to play. Any uh, plans for uh, more singles or, or videos? Yeah, as I was saying before, "In Memoriam" was originally going to be the song um, that was going to have a video because it's quite short and it's a punchy song, yeah. and it's got a lot of uh, metallic elements to it. Um, but we um, we haven't really got around to doing that. So maybe when we've got the new bass player, we can um, think about filming that. So, but there's no there's no guaranteed plans as of yet. Cool. Going back to Visions, which is also a favorite album of mine, and uh, that song especially. Um, so what what went into writing that album at the time? If you could take us back there and. Um, I, I know that that song is one you closed most of your shows with. So has that sort of been a, a fan favorite up until this point in your in your catalog? Yeah, I think it's um, one of the songs I'm most proud of personally. Uh, it took took a long time to compose it all together, and it it kind of has a lot of the themes um, throughout the album. But um, I started writing that one quite early on during the writing process, and I used a lot of the themes um, to. Con- compose a lot of the other songs right um but yeah i think generally it's, it goes down fairly well with the crowd it's always a good one to end with because it's got that big majestic over the top uh, larger than life ending mm-hmm. um which always seems to work well um but as for the rest of the tracks on the album there was a couple that were more of a collaborative effort um insomnia we we wrote as a band basically in the rehearsal room and I think there's a lot of styles in that one and it can be really heard. It's more of a fusion of all of our tastes. Um, and another song that we wrote together was well, Diego and I wrote this one. It was Premonition. And uh, we took all the themes throughout the album and just created um, yeah, created a piece to open the album with. All the prog staples. Yeah. <laughs> so, so being the sort of the lead music writer, when what's your personal songwriting process? Do you uh, demo uh, just kind of all the time at home or, or when you're around? And then once you have a, a lot of stuff, send it to the guys or you meet a few months later? How, what's your process there? Well, I, I actually use a program called Logic. And I, I structure all the, the ideas into a MIDI file. So um, I'd have all the different parts, like the drums, the guitar, the bass, and I'd, I'd write them all in. Wow. Um, so yeah, so I can hear everything, the whole song as it's going along. And then I'll bounce it out and I'll send it to the rest of the guys to, to listen to. And then they'll, they'll study it for a while. And it, then we take it to the rehearsal room. And then we kind of kick around the arrangements and tweak things here and there and um, until we're kind of happy with something, uh, you know. And then then once we've done that we actually demo each song so there's like three main stages that happens before we actually record record the songs uh, so a lot of thought goes into each song and we're obviously always content um, with the final product wow so M- midi programming a song like visions i mean that's a task right i mean is that yeah god it's, I, I need a lot of neurofen when i'm writing <laughs> i don't get many headaches Wow, that's that's am- yeah, that's amazing. I know. Um, actually, I know. I've I've seen videos where the Dream Theater guys used to do stuff like that, and 
yeah. program all the drum parts beforehand and with all the time signatures and everything. So that I'm always impressed by that because that takes a lot of uh, a lot of time and effort. Yeah, and I guess it makes you really think about each part, and um, you know, it gives you that time to really reflect on whether it sounds good, and you can come back to it another day and then see whether you like it in two days' time, and it um, just allows you to put a lot of um, emotion and thought into it. Yeah. So as far as touring, you guys said you did a few shows already uh, in support of the record, and there's there's more shows coming next year. Is this album? more challenging to play live with all the extra vocal parts and stuff or you know it, it just is going along fairly easily yeah i think definitely with the vocals on this album we've really gone to town and we've um pushed them a lot in terms of the backing vocals so we've when we are rehearsing we do spend a lot of time making sure we can all sing each part because on the album ross actually sang all the different various parts um so we've kind of I think we've managed to put it off so far but it's definitely something we focus on right. um, but yeah I mean I think generally that the new songs are a lot of fun to play live and they seem to flow very well and um, they seem to arouse good reactions from the crowd so I guess we must be playing them fairly close to, to the recordings <laughs> any chance you guys might hit the states uh, you know at some point oh, I would love to I mean we actually played there a while back now um, about two years ago or so at Prog Power USA Okay, and, and it was, yeah we had a great reaction from the crowd but um, unfortunately we haven't been back since because obviously it's quite a lot of money for us to get over there yeah sure but um, yeah we'd love to get over there maybe in support of a bigger band you know do a tour of the country um, but we'd have to like I was saying before we all work so we need to arrange these things around our work at the moment but um, as a band develops, maybe that'll be something for the future. Yeah, hope so. And, you know, we're always pushing the flag for bands like you guys. So uh, yeah. to try and get the word out and, and uh, help build the fan base over here. Um, Definitely. As as far as the cruise, so anything special you guys have planned for that? And um, actually tell us about how you found out, uh, you know, you were going to be on it. Did you get a, a call from, from Mike himself or how did that work out? Well, actually, I was in South America at the time. I was traveling around because um, I was on my summer break. And, yeah, I remember going online and checking this lineup. And I was like, wow, what, what is this? It's like the best best lineup I've ever seen. Like all of my favorite bands on one boat. <laughs> um, I, was, I was considering actually buying a ticket and just going <laughs> as a fan. Right. Yeah, so and then about two days later, I got an email from Charlie um, saying, are you up for playing on the cruise? And I was like, wow really is this this real and then um so yeah i mean it goes without saying that we're all completely blown away and massively grateful to mike to be invited on such a an amazing event yeah um, and he's talked about his love for the mountain all every interview i've seen over the past year that it's his favorite album that came out and everything so that that's amazing to have that support i imagine it is amazing yeah i mean i've you know grown up watching Dream Theater and I'm a massive fan of all of his work so for him to um, give us any praise is a massive accolade I couldn't ask for more and um, yeah I mean it's, it's a massive deal for us I mean we're, we're just going to go out there and just give it give it our all and obviously watch all the other amazing bands as well I mean there's so, so many bands to see uh, I don't know what I'm going to do I don't know who I'm going to see I'm going to miss out on so many things right. it's going to be 
Well, a lot of these bands are fans of all these other bands, so there's really not going to be a lot of people hanging out by the pool, I think. It's just going to be people going from show to show and, and trying to stand in line and watch people. Exactly. Yeah, what can what more can you ask for? Listening to such great music and being in the Bahamas on a cruise ship. I mean, there's, there's not much more. I'd be no, it's pretty good. To... Pretty good deal. So, <laughs> actually, what about you? Um, you know, how did you uh, get started playing? And um, you know, from a from a young age, or when did you get into the to doing music? Well, actually, my mum was a piano teacher, so I grew up and piano was always around the house and. She actually taught me from from the age of seven, like classical piano, and um, and then about the age of eleven, I picked up the guitar, and I taught myself pretty much the guitar, and also back in the day, years ago, I played a bit of clarinet and drums, but I, I never really pursued it to any great level, but um, yeah, I guess it was just a question of you know, dedicating a lot of time to the to the practice as I was growing up. Yeah. I still still do practice like daily now if I find the time. And then was it just discovering Dream Theater kind of later on that you know got you yeah. into into the music? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I remember I was about 16 and a friend of mine came over and he said I've got to show you this band, it's Dream Theater. And I was I was like, hey, I've never heard of them. Who are they? And um at that time I thought Kirk Hammett was the greatest guitarist in the world. I was like, this guy is the best. Right. And then, <laughs> then I, remember, I remember hearing Erotomania, and I just thought, is this real? How can surely they sped that up? Surely it's not real. So then I went to YouTube and saw him playing it live, and yeah, then I was, you know, I was a fan from that day. And um, yeah, what what band? Great band. Yeah. No, I. You know what? I remember around the same time that Images and Words uh, came out yeah. was almost around the same time that Nirvana came out. And that was the big thing, you know, with mm -hmm. everybody I knew. And I somehow stumbled on the like Metropolis and, you know, that stuff. Yeah. And hearing that, I, there was just no way I could go. I mean, Nirvana's fine, but I, I, I just couldn't. I'm like, how can you listen to that when this exists? You know? Exactly. And, uh, and that was it. So I'm always grateful because I don't know if I would have gone down a, a, another path if that album hadn't come out, you know? Yeah. I mean, because my first album of theirs was Awake. And, um, yeah, I was blown blown away by the whole album, but um, like you say, it kind of opened so many doors to so many other bands, and um, yeah, massively grateful for that. <laughs> like bands, yeah, like Opeth, Pain of Salvation, and all the, all the modern prog bands as well. I mean, there's so many great bands out there to listen to now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I, are you, do you listen to just a kind of prog music, or what other stuff outside of of prog? Maybe do you listen to that to give you a little bit of a change? Oh, I love a band at the moment called uh, Everything Everything. From, you know, you're um, not the first person to tell me that. I have to check them out. That's that's interesting. They're, they're a really cool band. I mean, they're from the UK, and they have some really interesting structures and great vocal arrangements. Um, I actually went to see them along with Ray um, about a month ago, and it was such a such a great concert. Hmm. But they're, they're a fairly new band, so right. they're still growing. Yeah, I don't but, think they've hit it over here in the States yet. So No, uh, I hope they do. They're really cool. They, they kind of mix electro indie and various other styles um it's kind of it's not progressive but um i'd say it's it's on the fringe of being progressive right um another band which i well artist mainly is a, a square pusher massive fan of his work he's a like a pioneering electronic artist yeah which, i've heard uh, of yeah it's very much in the same vein as apex twin uh that kind of stuff 
so yeah massive fan of that but um yeah so many bands deer hunter who are, are also on on the cruise ship they're i'm a massive fan of those guys and they're kind of like progressive indie right. if anything actually on on the cruise ship of the modern bands i'm a massive fan of periphery and animals as leaders as yeah. well so yeah those really, guys are crazy yeah it's good that's yeah, awesome that. <laughs> great guitar work so listen, man, it's very cool uh, speaking with you um, in spite of the challenges we had connecting, which, you know, people won't be aware of by the time they hear this. So <laughs> I, I appreciate you, you know, keeping up with the, trying to connect here. Um, and cool. uh, I wish you guys the, the greatest success, you know, with uh, not only the, the mountain, but future records. And I think you guys have something really great going and we're big fans and, um, you know, hope things continue for you guys. Well, thank you so much. It's been great chatting. And um, yeah, looking forward to one day getting over to America and playing for you guys. So, And definitely meeting you as well on the cruise ship. Yeah, be we'll, we'll make that happen for sure. Looking forward to it, man. Thanks a lot. You take it easy. All right, man. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks to Rich for the interview. We're going to close with a track from the mountain called In Memoriam. For more information and interviews, please check theprogreport.com. Thanks. <laughs>